In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There are two things in the Athanasian Creed that make your average Lutheran uncomfortable. The first is the use of the word Catholic, which is really a topic for another time, and I think by now most of us are pretty good on that anyway. The second is the way the Creed ends, because it says this, They that have done good shall go into everlasting life, and they that have done evil into everlasting fire. It may sound to you like the Athanasian Creed, that creed, that longer creed that we confess on Trinity Sunday, it may sound like those words of the Athanasian Creed are confessing a judgment according to works. And that's precisely because that is what the Athanasian Creed is confessing. Judgment is according to works. The Creed confesses this because that's what Scripture teaches. That's what Jesus taught clearly and plainly today in the parable of the sheep and the goats. Judgment is according to works. Jesus says to those on his right, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom which was prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Inherit this kingdom because I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, naked, sick, and in prison, and you ministered to me. You did these things, therefore enter into the kingdom. Likewise, to those on the left, Jesus says, Depart from me, ye cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels, because I was in need and you did not minister to me. You did not do these things, therefore depart into condemnation. In both cases, that's what Jesus says and that's what Jesus means. But you might say, I thought salvation was by faith alone, that a man is justified for Christ's sake apart from works. Is that not what Paul taught so clearly in Romans chapter 3? Is that not what we celebrated mere weeks ago when we celebrated Reformation, that man is justified by faith alone apart from works of the law? And the answer, of course, is yes. Justification, which is how salvation is conferred, is by grace alone for the sake of Christ alone. And it is received by faith alone, apart from works. But we must draw a distinction between justification and judgment. We are freely justified in God's sight, completely apart from works. For Christ's sake, through faith, when we believe that we are received into favor and that our sins are forgiven for Christ's sake, who by his death has made satisfaction for our sins. This faith God imputes for righteousness in his sight. For indeed, we cannot be justified, that is, declared righteous. We cannot be justified before God by our own strength, our own merits, or our own works. 
In other words, justification makes us something different than we are. It takes those of us who of ourselves are dead in trespasses and sins, and it makes us alive together with Christ. And this justification takes place when the Holy Spirit works through the word and the sacraments to create and sustain faith within us. Because the Holy Spirit works in this way to bring faith through earthly means, justification of necessity happens in this life on this earth. But the final judgment, when Christ returns as King to judge the living and the dead, the final judgment is not justification. The final judgment is the separation of the righteous from the wicked. It is not the conversion of the wicked to righteousness. On that day, all nations will be gathered before the glorious throne of Christ, and he will judge each and every person and separate them one from another, one from another, placing the righteous on his right and the wicked on his left. On that day, there will be no more justification. There will be no more conversions. Christ will declare things as they already stand. And Christ on that day makes the distinction between the righteous and the wicked based on their works. They that have done good shall go into everlasting life, and they that have done evil into everlasting fire. But although Christ judges the nations on the basis of their works, he does not judge them for the sake of their works. For just as we must maintain the distinction between justification and judgment, so also must we diligently maintain the distinction between the works themselves and the faith which enables the works. The works themselves by which Christ separates the sheep from the goats are in no way saving. The works cannot justify, they cannot save. But the good works done by the righteous are the basis for judgment because they bear witness to the faith that is given by the Holy Spirit through the word and the sacraments. They, those works bear witness to the fact that the righteous have indeed been justified freely by the blood of Christ, that they trust in him and him alone, and that they cling to the death and the resurrection of Jesus as their only hope for salvation. And so when the righteous minister to Christ by ministering to the least of his brethren whom he has sent to preach to them, when they feed and give drink to their preacher and welcome him and clothe him, etc., these good works bear witness to their faith in Christ, for they receive the one whom he has sent. Without justifying faith already existing, they could not do any of those things, at least not from a believing and justified heart, which is the only source for truly good works. Apart from faith, any outward work 
as good and pure as it may look to other people on this earth, apart from faith, it is a wicked work done by a wicked person. The works done by unbelievers, apart from faith, are not sanctified by Christ, because Christ does not dwell in them. And so their works cannot avail, because there is no faith for those works to flow out of, and there is no faith for those works to give testimony to. Without faith, the goats are not righteous, and so their wickedness renders even their outwardly good works to be wicked and void works. Their works are worth nothing. They point to nothing. They are sanctified by nothing. So then, the sinner is justified and made righteous in this life freely for the sake of Christ through faith alone. And on the last day, he is judged according to the good works in which he walked, works which God prepared for him in advance, works which Christ sanctified by his blood, and works which testifies to the fact that he is indeed justified. This is what the scripture teaches, this is what the creed confesses, so we therefore must believe and confess it. And so we do believe and confess it. But as with every good and pure doctrine, we sinners are tempted to misuse it. In this case specifically, we are tempted to think that we ought to start looking at our own works for our confidence of salvation. Don't do that. If your works shine brightly before men so that others see your faith by your works and give glory to God in heaven, then praise the Lord for that. But do not let your own works be your confidence for salvation. Your works may testify of your faith to others, but they do not testify of your salvation to you, at least not with, without bringing in sinful pride and self-worship. Consider the sheep. They did not measure their works. They did not put their confidence in their works. They knew that they were not justified by their works, but that they were justified by the blood of Christ who died for their sins. And so when Christ lists their good works to them, they are surprised. They ask, Lord, when did we do any of these things? And they are surprised by this because they had not been keeping track of their works. They hadn't been trusting in them. They simply lived as the justified in Christ Jesus. They loved their Lord. They loved his word. And so they acted accordingly. They heard it with joy and gladness. And they showed Christian love to the man that God had sent to preach his word to them. Conversely, the wicked goats had been storing up their works with no trust in Christ. They count up their works. They compare their works to one another. But when Christ tells them that they have no good works and that they are condemned, they likewise are surprised because they thought they had been working off their tails, but so hard that had they been working in idolatrous pride and self-worship that they did not place their hope in Christ or believe in him. The goats count their works, the sheep don't. For we know that even our good works 
are a gift to us from God, that they come to us as a gift from the outside, for they are prepared by God for us in advance, that we should walk in them. And the fact that our works are good is also a gift, for by his blood, Christ sanctifies our work. He completes what is incomplete in them, and he accounts them to us. For of ourselves, even the best of our works are but dirty rags in the sight of God. They are worthless, they are full of holes, they are dirty. But Christ removes the dirt from them with the cleansing soap of his blood, and he completes what is incomplete in them, so that his Father is pleased with our good works, not such that they merit salvation, but because he loves us as his own children. And he is pleased when we act with love toward him and toward our neighbor. But what makes the sheep different from the goats in a way far greater than the differences in their works is the fact that the sheep trust in Christ for salvation, that they are truly justified freely through faith. And this is why they put no stock in their works. They know that their works are tainted by sin and cannot merit them salvation in the sight of God. So instead, they trust in Christ and him alone for their salvation. Their assurance of salvation lies not in their works, but in the fact that their shepherd laid down his life for them, that Christ died to justify them, to give them forgiveness, life, and salvation, that he died and rose again and ascended to them and descended for them to prepare for them the kingdom which he now gives them to inherit, and that he grants all of this to them through faith, and that this faith is granted to them as a gift. Christ will likewise judge you on the last day according to your works, but not for the sake of your works. So do not place your trust in your works. Don't start counting them. Don't start comparing your works to that of another. Instead, fix your eyes on Christ, your shepherd, the founder and perfecter of your faith, the one who sanctifies your works so that they are pleasing in the sight of God. But more than that, the one who laid down his life for you on the cross, who justifies you by faith, who prepares for you the kingdom which you are to inherit. Trust in him alone, while in this life you cling to his word and sacraments as your confidence of salvation, so that at his appearing he may say to you, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom which was prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. For those to whom Christ speaks these words will enter with him into everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.